Hey guys, Vathris here. This episode's a great one. It's our 2014 review of our best and worst and most liked games. We had a medley of people in the room. It was a really good conversation. A little bit long, but a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm going to have to apologize again for the audio quality. Yeah, I know. But this is before we had our cool gear. And we were still learning a lot. We're still learning, but we've gotten a lot better since then. So hopefully some of the new ones will be a lot better. So enjoy the podcast. So this is now my intro. Hello, everyone. <laughs> they say, forget that the microphone's there. I don't believe in that. Well, there's a snowball yeah. in the middle of the room. There is, in the snowball that is not a term. Isn't that like a sexual term for something? It's snowballing, yes. It's, snowballing. It's I will let you Google that, kids, for your own enjoyment. We will not perform a snowball. <laughs> I do not want to have that happen. Isn't that where you transfer podcasts into other people's mouths? Directly. Directly. Mouth-to-mouth podcast yeah. transference. Exactly. That would be quite interesting. That's how it goes. Well, we're starting off very uh, abnormally here. And I'm kind of, I'm behind here because I'm actually trying to boot up a website real quick so we have some, I have a reference That's here. That's riveting. It is absolutely riveting. Yeah. Well, at least you're not on your phone. No, this would even be worse. Exactly. What are you so, trying to say? I've got my phone right here. It's not it's, a phone, it's a Mac thingy. It's on your little Apple leg. tablet. What is it? It's <laughs> a MacBook Pro. It's a MacBook Pro. That's what it's, it is. Uh, it's, it's a pro Apple device. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I brought this because I have a tag for everybody that I really like, so that's why I brought it up. So around the room here, this is going to be probably third or fourth in the can of the podcast we're releasing, starting off. So some of the people who are listening may or may not actually know everybody in the room. So I'm going to do a little roll call so everybody knows what's going on. We have BaseX. Hello. Hello, there we go. Also as the dedicated knight. Knights <laughs> only move in L shapes. I don't get it. This is true. This is true. We have Brass Monkey, which is our resident tree. Hello. Fantastic. We have Zero Mazi. That's my name. <laughs> who, is our, who is our wizard of friendship? Sorry. Yeah. I'm a czar. And then you got me, Vathris, who's just a narcissist. So. Yeah, that was that was bad. My my mind is very honest. So, uh, essentially, you <laughs> said Mike. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. either. Yeah. So, anyways, we're uh, this is a thing I wanted to do here for this year, uh, talking about some of our experiences for 2014 because it's been a very interesting year for gaming. Um, I've kind of changed the way I play games and my experiences for it, and we've all kind of had a lot of gaming together this year. Gotten back into a lot of console gaming as well. That is really weird. Yeah, we were PC only for the longest time, and then, um, at least me personally, and then I bought a, a lot of us got into consoles, and we got playing some games, especially uh, Destiny, which we'll be talking about a little bit. So. Uh, I've put it off as, as long as I possibly well, I think, could. I think Base and I have been the... the the main two that have always stuck with consoles. Indeed. This is true. In, you know, in addition to PC. The gap has shortened considerably. Oh, yes. With the new release of consoles. I think it will widen again. Well, when Base is somewhat of a, a Nintendo fanboy from the old school. I don't think so. A little bit. I'm a, fan, I'm a fan of the old. <laughs> in the nicest of ways. In the most positive of ways. Well, I'm not, I didn't have this on my docket here, but I'm going to do it anyways. Who do we think won for the console wars for, for a 2000... Do we think it was the sex box or Sony by default? Sony by default. Well, I mean, you can also ask what what is winning. How do you sales. define winning? <laughs> well, it's all money. In business wise, that that is the the descriptor for the most successful. But yeah, I mean, as far as the games they produce, 
I think that that's what affects us. Too. What systems do you have? Well, I was going to say. I mean, I, I think that Base's first gut reaction of saying Sony, he's probably the only one that can can vouch for that because you're the only one that owns every system right now. That's a good point. Yes, uh, the Xbox One, I feel, has tried and under under delivered on certain key games, not of which Sunset, Sunset Overdrive, but particularly. Um, Halo Master Chief Collection. Oh, that's broken. That was their, um, their, you know, their selling point, and they botched it. Now, now I got to ask: Is Sunset Overdrive essentially a really shiny jet set ask. radio, or does it stand good on its own? How do you think it underdelivered? Sunset Overdrive, the uh, the controls, mm. I feel as if it, it was good, but. It felt complicated. It didn't feel intuitive, uh, you know, right off the bat. Gotcha. You had to really struggle to, to, to get the controls down. And once that was done, I mean, you're flying around on rails. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Well, that was the same guys that did Jack and Daxter, right? No. No? I don't think so. I think they might be. I'm not sure. But uh, they definitely have that kind of spirit of having wild and wacky gummies and Having all those kind of things, I've heard it said that they are the same people. Oh, right? uh, Rash and Clank. That's what I meant. I think. Yeah, with the crazy guns. Not Jack and Daxter. Wow. Yeah, uh, Jack and Daxter was uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Okay. Yeah, was Insomniac. It Insomniac. Insomniac. Oh, okay. Did, uh, there you go. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. Well, real quick then. Um, also, as a full disclosure, two, uh, three out of the four people in the room actually own PlayStation fours. <laughs> Yes. One, One out of the four has none. Well, two I of, have a PC. Three of us also have a, a Nintendo Wii U, and I'd one like of one. us and one of us has an Xbox One. So never in life. That could that could just tell you by in the room by who which who won. I guess for our for the type of people. majority of console yeah. zones. Yeah, the, the the PS4 just really, as far as, I mean, obviously the network issues are not really. Directly their fault, I don't think. I mean, uh, the DDoS that's that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I mean, in general, the I think the console itself, the games they produced, while some lackluster, I think a lot of them were well received critically enough that mm. it, it was a stand a system that could stand on its own. Well, yeah. How much do you think that was involved with uh, the console wars from E3 at the beginning, the PS4 versus Xbox and the PS4 is saying you had to, here's how you trade games with your friend and just hands it to them. The, yeah. the real salty competition I, that was there. I Yeah, I, I admit there was some some bias from the beginning because I, I... We were all there. We watched it live. Yeah, we it watched fun. it live. And, and from the minute we saw that, we said, hey, PS4 is what we're getting. We all uh, pre-ordered that day. <laughs> yeah, day one. Even yeah. I pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... that That was it. I mean... I, I still follow Xbone and and but it just not it doesn't really have that draw to me. Yeah. Well, what's the guy who actually took over uh, Xbox's development team shortly after that? Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer's an amazing job turning around Xbox. Absolutely. Though. I yeah. mean, I mean, for the first time, and it really shows you what really, as the end of the day, console sales are all about. As soon as they dropped the price drop and they got rid of the Connect. They actually pulled on top for the first time this Business year. Business wise, they won. It's yeah, just at the, the end games, of the year, the games. They that's the only yeah. thing that's setting them. Well, I think uh, if you look at, at the uh, at the sales data for like Xbox was being outsold by PlayStation over two to one, and there were months where the Wii U, which hasn't been doing great, has actually outsold the Xbox One or the midpoint of the year. So 
it's really weird to see that kind of change there. So hopefully, with Phil, with Phil Spencer, I like competition. I want to see Microsoft do well. It's early in the console cycle. I mean, we're, we're looking at, you know, seven to ten years before they put on a piece of hardware. So I really think that in the definitely Sony has the, has started off with a better sprint, but I'm really interested to see. I mean, look at what Microsoft's done to get, you know, exclusive titles, which I think they've won compared to Sony because I don't, yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting in that vein, the co-marketing campaigns yeah. and all that kind of stuff that I had never really had come to the surface to, to be aware of, mostly like Destiny is a perfect example of the fact that most people didn't even know that Destiny came out on the Xbox One yeah. because Sony had a co-marketing campaign in which they couldn't advertise the fact that it was on Xbox One. And uh, that is... Instead of having exclusive games, they can just get exclusive advertising rights for certain mm-hmm. games, and that has a very, a very impactful effect. And uh, I think Assassin's Creed, this was the first year where they, they actually went with, they sent all the development copies out on Xbox versus PlayStation 4, which they were always known as being a Sony brand, which is very interesting. So it, I think Sony wins in, in the first year here, um, but Microsoft's catching up very, very quickly, which I think it's great. I just hope that the Wii U had, finds its place. Yeah. I think it's found. I think it's starting to find its core audience. But that was way off the talking point there. But I thought of it. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, this is a really good point here to bring up. So, anyways, uh, I want to go around the room and just talk about everybody's personal game of the year edition. We have a myriad of different play styles here, yeah. um, from retro gaming to Twitch gaming to people like me who just don't finish games anymore. Uh, <laughs> Been ruined by World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, and things <laughs> like that. So um, uh, I actually, uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. My game of the year would have to be Shadows of Mordor. Interesting. Shadow. Uh, the game, I did not know very much about it leading up to the, the, the release date. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I saw some videos online, you know, of the gameplay, the Nemesis system, yeah, it blew my mind. And I have always wanted a Lord of the Rings game that was simply good, and that wasn't, <laughs> and that wasn't <laughs> necessarily a Lego's Lord of the Rings game. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> those, it's surprising the Lego. I'm games sure they are. Which sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Is that your game of the year? Yeah. <laughs> Lego Lord of the Rings. Lego Lego. Yeah. Lego Lego. Just watch the Lego movie and then. Oddly enough, the worst Lego game. Oh, yeah. Really? Lego movie, the game? Yeah. Interesting. The one thing that particularly captured me with Shadows of Mordor is the fact that you can approach every mission, every aspect of the game, however you want. Stealth, going in there with guns blazing, except there's no guns. Bow and arrow blazing. (laughs) Swords glinting. Absolutely. And it's just having that freedom, Mm -hmm. as well as open world, and having just the freedom was amazing. Well, it's interesting, though, that in Shadows of Mortar, they have the Batman kind of combat. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of Assassin's Creed elements. Do you think that, that they were able to pull off those things better than the original game? Absolutely. That's why, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. And that's one of the reasons why it's such an easy game to get into play. And, of course, the Nemesis system takes hold, and it's somewhat addictive. It, it's, it, they took familiar territory and made it better. I like it. One of the things that I... Because... I, I don't mean I was actually going to wait, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Shadow of Mordor is the same for me. That is, I think that of all the games that I played, that I played the most on that. Um, I think a close second would actually be Titanfall. But uh, the reason why I think Shadow of Mordor does so well is when you talk about the mechanics. They took the lessons learned of the success of the Batman games that they've had coming out, and also they took the best elements of Assassin's Creed 
scaling in that game is so easy and it's fun. It's not tricky. You feel like you're going fast. You always put the they fixed transit in open world games. You never there are mounts, but you don't ever really use them except for uh, more for uh, they're used more tactically than used to get around. Yeah. And the way that game lets you feel powerful even from the very beginning is awesome. And the, all they do is they keep on giving you more and more play things that talk to each other. You got that that's, demon spirit that helps you fly. Well, the thing that's weird is that like in Assassin's Creed, you know. When they introduced other weapons in the game, you, you always felt like you were then picking up one system and dropping another system to do that. Mm. Instead of every mechanic in that game talks to something, yeah. right? It talks to the mechanics. They literally made it made it where if you want your bow, when you shoot someone, when it hits them, it, the arrow actually makes you teleport to them. So you can go halfway across the map traversing and you use that offensively you're, you're offensively traveling which yeah. is an amazing system that is, that is one of the coolest things about our game and you can you can literally go into a non-stealth kill into a stealth kill <laughs> into a ranged attack and then run away it's like you all three systems play with each other which i think is just bizarrely good so yeah i'm i'm completely sold on that for me for this year just so it's additive of all the game systems and the buffs and yeah. stuff rather than subtracting they are very they they, they harmonize very well and they, they play well, very well together, which is most impressive to me because of all the other games I've played this year, um, I felt as if whatever mechanic I was picking up as, okay, I'm going to use a gun or a sword or a melee ability or a different build, I felt like I had to drop something else instead of saying, okay, how can I use these two together? Yeah. It's really crazy because I, me not having any of the consoles whatsoever, I even played that game, of course, playing in your house and... Mm. And other people's house, and I mean, I've played all the Batman games. Mm -hmm. I have them on my computer, and uh, they're fun. But it seems like uh, there's less. <laughs> the combat's a lot more fluid. Mm -hmm. There's not uh, a lot of jank, especially in the animations and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't take you out of the combat. It doesn't take you out of that kind of aggressive yeah. flow of movement and things. And then, of course, all the the buffs and all of the. The cool things you can do with the Damon Spirits. Diamond. Yeah, are uh, uh, just icing on the cake. The yeah. fact that the base combat is so fun to play, you can just do that. What is your game of the year? My game of the year is very strange because I don't play normal games. I usually play either local multi-games on my computer, like Gang Beasts, or Mount Your Friends, or uh, I've gotten into playing iOS games and Brave Frontier as a sickness, but... And that was his game of the year? I, I don't want it to be. <laughs> well, it's either that or, okay, let's not, okay. I can, I can say this. It does count, of course, but I, it's not, I don't want it to count. <laughs> I haven't, I, let's say, I have not played that more than the other games that I know are better uh, that I've had more fun with. Like, I have, I do have a 3DS. Uh, I have purchased Smash Brothers for 3DS. I would have to say that Smash Brothers would have to be my game of the year as far as, you know, having your friends over, mm -hmm. playing multiplayer, all those kind of things. Just the, they, they have successfully combined, you know, Melee, uh, Smash Brothers Melee and Smash Brothers Evolve, taking into account and actually acknowledging all the pro players uh, and the, the fact that, yes, Nintendo actually acknowledging that people play their games um, in a competitive fashion. It's pretty impressive, right? It's, it's an evolution uh, from what they used to be, mm -hmm. especially in that kind of genre, uh, to what they are now. So I would say, I would, I've played a lot of the Smash Bros. on Wii U, so that would have to be my favorite game of the year. Hmm. Well, I mean, I just, just listening to you guys makes me 
picture my my wrapped copy of Shadow of Mordor sitting at home, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then your your reasons for it being game of the year, probably the reasons it's still wrapped, is because mm-hmm. I, there's other games I want to play this year, and if I play that, I'm just going to dive so deep and I won't be able to find my way out. Uh, my, I mean, my my game of the year is tough because it's also. A lot of people consider it a disappointment of the year. I, I, I'm going to have to say Destiny has been Interesting. the most fun I've had this year. It just, I, let it be known I'm the only one here that doesn't play WoW. Yeah. Never played WoW. Yeah. No interest in WoW. You played Sword or no? I, I, I did. Old Republic. Sword. Say it. Sword. It's not Swat. Sounds better. Fly Swat. Fly Swat. Fly Sword. That's the new Star Wars character in the movie. <laughs> Fly Swat. <laughs> He's got a, a grilled chicks lightsaber. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I, no, no. You're I, also wearing a Destiny shirt. I am. Jeez, oh, yeah. It's indicative of your. Uh, I have the writings on the wall, isn't yeah, it? Or your yeah. tits. I don't know. It or just, the tree. It's, my tits are on the wall. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just. It, I, I don't. I never really got into MMOs, and this is not an MMO, and, and if I said so, then I would just people on the internet and in life will strangle me if I call Destiny an MMO. I agree with you, it's an MMO, though. But it... I mean, they advertise it as an MMO. They advertise it as an MMO. Right. It, it, it doesn't have that RPG element, necessarily, but they sort of created... The reason people are arguing over this FPS MMO, I feel like they've created their own little genre with mm-hmm. this, because it's just got so many elements... And people will complain in the comments and the forums, you know, you didn't do this, you should do this, you didn't do this. And they're just, like, smiling, like, hey, here's our next update, completely ignoring that. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you're ignoring the people. I-, I feel like it's them saying, we're not ignoring you, you're just wrong. If they have a strong enough vision, they this is, they're, they're sticking to their vision. And I feel like the way it is in MMO is they are doing expansions, they're doing massive changes just in... in Simple little patch notes. Yeah, a simple little patch comes out, and all of a sudden, exotic weapons and and balancing is completely different. I mean, they're they're really trying to form it. WoW was, I, I, I'm sure WoW was not the is not the same game it was when it first started. Oh, no, absolutely, not. right. So they've grown on it. I think people aren't giving Destiny a chance, and whether it, it takes Destiny two, three. 3.5, <laughs> Destiny 3, ODST. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what no. I like it. Uh, whatever it takes, they're going to get there. It's 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 a really incredible vision, and you I can see where they're going. Do you think you play Destiny more like a single-player MMO? I really... I can play single-player. Um, the, the PvP, I can play single-player a lot. Oh. But, I don't know, it just... It, it's more fun with as a multiplayer with other people. Now, I've been told that the best part of Destiny has been the raids, and that's the one thing I haven't played yet. Is and there aren't a lot of raids. Honestly. No, there's only two raids. Yeah. And I hear they're, that they're the best part of Destiny, mm-hmm. and I just need to find a group or, or go on to, you know, one of the uh, Wizard Came From The Moon websites, <laughs> one of the matchup sites, and, and just get a group and go, but I just haven't done it yet. But that's... Well, you also don't have the uh, the most integral thing that you need to play in MMOs, which is a lot of spare time. 
Exactly. True. So you're married. You're a married guy. You've got it's true, a but job. I love the fact that I, can, I was about to argue this point. You're just probably bringing it up right now. Well, yeah, it's destiny is also it's it's not as involved. Like if I went back to uh, like playing a game like Last of Us or Wolfenstein, all, all these games that just huge story driven games. It's like okay, where where was I? Yeah. And why was I doing this? And oh yeah, I gotta get that. And Destiny, I feel like I can pick it up, knock out a couple bounties while my wife's getting dinner together, yeah. and then go back and, and eat dinner. Get a strike mission. Get his strike mission. Maybe hop on, hop on a random tiger strike. Do what I gotta do. Have some fun. Hey, cool, some gear. I'll check it out when I'm done. Yeah. And and then just go. And I feel like I've accomplished something. I've hopefully added some ingrams to my inventory or yeah. something. And I'm, I'm I'm offline. So I feel like it's. It is easy for my time. That's interesting. Well, something that I that I'm finding really interesting from my experience with it because I bought the game. I still have it. Um, I'm, I'm one of the people who want to said I'm going to wait till December till they make their first content drop and make a decision if I'm going to come back to the game or not. And for me personally, with the elements on my plate, um, I'm not even playing Call of Duty right now, which is, and I, I'm definitely not be playing Destiny right now because of that because I you know I played my fill of Destiny. Um, I found it really interesting because there was these two different, there are two tra- trains of thought. There was the player base initial reaction and reception, and then the the industry review systems, right? And they both started opposites of the spectrum. And from what I'm seeing, they flipped, mm-hmm. right? When the when the game came out, it was critically not accepted well, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of negative elements there, but the player base really enjoyed it, right? They were loving the new system and right, everything else, great. right? They were they were just really involved in it. And then as time went on and players burned through the content, which it's crazy because people were getting to the max level. They hit the level cap and then they did the, the soft level cap was level 20 and then they hit the hard level cap, which what was 30. 30. They were hitting, people were hitting level 30 in the first month and then complaining about no content. No, you just burn <laughs> over, what, 50 hours easy to get to that point. That You already got your money. Okay, yes. so there's this immediate reaction where they're maybe the vocal minority, but for what I'm seeing, they started off highly, highly praising it, and then it dipped over time, and then it seems like the critical response to the game is actually as you're seeing what how Destiny's rolling out their content, have been coming back and saying, you know what, hey, they actually have a vision. We just we you know they're just now they're setting up for two other games, yes. right? They spent this massive amount of money on investing on an on an on an actual engine that's going to carry them over a series of games. So I think that's I'm really find that very interesting because my take on the game was hey I got my money's worth. Right. Um, I don't think that it, anybody said it was going to be the new Halo. I mean I even wrote an article. I actually wrote a little element on my blog here. It's like Bungie does Green Man shoot shoot. That's what they do. That was their first game. Recharge shield. Green shoot, Man shoot shoot. Bad Alien was their first Halo movie. They didn't even add all that other that other story element. There were there were, I think I think it had a better story than what Destiny put out initially, but. They also then immediately hit it with all these other augmented elements later on. Well, Destiny is augmenting everything right now. Yeah. When Destiny launched, you got a mobile app. They already got a bunch of other elements, a secret campaign going on. It's like, you know, so I just think, dude, give it, give it time. Give them to Destiny 2. I think we'll be, I think we'll really be like, oh, wow, they found their element. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, for me, Destiny was something, they, they hit the gameplay just right. The gameplay was just fantastic. My issues with the game very simply comes with all the 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 story, the music. 
you know, all the, all the other things, the, the, the lesser important things. Interesting. The, Best um, skyboxes of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the story and the character. I mean, in, in most RPGs, most MMOs, that's an important piece. The, the story, you know, the, your character that you're actually building and playing. Uh, Destiny, in my opinion, did not do a good job at all with the story. It was generic. Um, to log onto a website to watch the Grim Archive. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the main part of their story was cards that you would have to, like he said, go on a website and then explore. Yes, that's, that, that's, that was, that was a dumb decision. Yeah. And I hope it was only made because of an interest of time. I remember how well they were received that B campaign, the secret website for it was Halo 2. Well, they had these, the, the, these series of fake websites that kind of yes. you, you tra- travel the trail. I was I thought about, like, I felt very similar. Like, oh, yeah, we did this previously and it worked. Let's do something similar. I'm like, like uh, I don't I know. I wasn't a fan of that at all. I thought it, I thought it was, virally, I thought that was a great idea, but I was just, I, I never participated. It was more like, oh, wow, look at that, a cool thing they did. Well, virally, it's a great idea if, if they let people know they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, that's... You play a game and it's like, hey, this code came with my box, and then you start playing Destiny, and at the bottom of the screen just says Grimoire, 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 Grimoire. For more information, Bungie.net. Yeah. Bungie.net. That's so now I have to remember Grimoire, the word Grimoire, and I have to just go to Bungie.net. You can't even set up a separate website for that, like yeah. Destiny. No. I mean, it, that it's it was really. It sounds like they're trying to drive people to their website for some reason, some way or Yeah. Well, let me tell you this: I never read a single one. Neither have I. So I mean, so at the same time, I may be a bad. I may be I defined have. as a bad player. <laughs> I don't know. I have, but only because they revamped their companion app mm-hmm. and made reading the Grimoire cards a lot easier there. So you can read the cards on the app. On the app, yeah. yeah. But I, in no way am I defending <sighs> that it was. I, sure. shouldn't, I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to open a menu in the game and look at it. I shouldn't. It's like you're, you're trying to get me to to the console. Okay, you got me the console. Now you, you now I've bought the game. Now I'm on the console. What do you want me to do? Look at your phone. What? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to go it's somewhere the else? Screen, the screen experience. Come on. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, look how good snapping has been going yeah. for Xbox One. No. What? I, I know. That's what I'm saying. People are furious about this thing. Well, this kind of leads into because uh, it sounds well, actually, like I, I had some. Oh yeah, go for it. Like, like I didn't have Destiny, I didn't play it, but I've watched a lot of uh, a lot of gameplay myself, and having uh, you know the many sad days of experience with with World of Warcraft and somewhat of a oh, seasoned yeah. MMO player. Um, but one of the interesting points, especially that Spencer made, was the fact that how he plays the game. Right. It's a pick up and play. You do your stuff. You get out. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of the vocal minority that you're talking about was hardcore MMO players. Right. That is the exact flip opposite of how those people play. Right. They want to get to a place, they want to grind incessantly up to a place where they can be the best in the game. The game starts at level cap. And exactly. Right. And it is excruciatingly difficult to do. That's what they want. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of a tenant of you know the MMO community. I'm doing air quotes. Um, <laughs> so the, the, there's an inherent disconnect in the fact that the majority of players, the the you know, not lowest common denominator, but the median players would be rather, or would rather be the, that kind of pick up and play, only going to play an hour or two a day kind of people. And if Bungie is playing towards the majority, then obviously they're going to want a game that's going to affect or at least be enjoyable for the more, the, the larger amount of people. Which is interesting you say that because 
especially with the uh, with the handheld market right now, all these guys with these microtransactions that they're trying to put on people, everybody's looking. Most of those guys aren't aren't going for their their the main audience. They're going for the whales, people who will spend. That's not my term, it's what the <laughs> term but it's like people the best will, value. People will people who will just throw money at a game, at a single game, and pump money, money, money. Mm-hmm. From what I'm saying from Destiny, I think that they've definitely they're going for like you said the the, the guy who just wants the guy or gal who wants to boot up. Go play a couple of rounds, have some fun, and then put the game down and walk away. And you can do that seamlessly. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wish they would do is actually let you do a lot of that stuff on the ship and not yeah. have to make it go to a, to the city. Or let you work directly to the main hub. I think that would be something we're going to see in the next game. To play to Zero's point, um, I went into the game expecting a uh, more of an MMO experience. And I quickly found out this was not... The right way to to attack the game. Yeah. <laughs> this is not. This was a wrong expectation, mm-hmm. and that's what led me to have a little bit of a disappointment to it. I see. I approached it as an FPS with new mechanics, and that's the difference. Yeah. Well, people had a lot of expectations because ever since WoW got super popular, I've been saying that the next big thing, the next WoW, is going to be an FPS in the night. And if other people have those same expectations, then they're going to expect the next World of Warcraft. And that's not that's not happening yet with Destiny. But World of Warcraft also did not hit big. The 10 million, 15 million subscribers. So, so Elder Scrolls Online for two was not years. the next... No, it was not the WoW killer. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that we're kind of getting off track here, but I, do, I will say this, that I feel as if that's one of the biggest mistakes people are making. And I think the biggest mistake Kotar uh, made and the same thing Elder Scrolls trying to be WoW. Yeah. If you look at all the all the other MMOs that were trying things out before WoW came out, you had some amazing experiences that you just the looking. original Star Wars Galaxy. Eve, you got Eve, you got Star Wars Galaxy, which I am a huge, I'm still <laughs> a champion of that game. The original, the original, exactly. yeah. Before the well, even the, even one. even the uh, the first revamp was good. The second revamp was was just you know. But anyways, so talking about shortcomings of 2014, uh, I'm not saying that Destiny is that I. But do we do we think that uh, do we think it stands on its own? Well, I think I think Destiny does stand on its own. It it it, it, it rode that hype train real hard. Yeah, that's um, a good point. But pulling myself away from the hype train, it it still it still stands. I mean, whereas something like right behind Destiny on the, the hype train was was Watch Dogs and what we're gonna talk about. Did that, Watch Dogs come out first? Watch Dogs came out first. Yeah, first, okay. came out first. Out. And man, that's that's a, disappointment. a huge disappointment. Yeah. Oh, but I will say this: just like we, uh, me and uh, uh, Grass Monkey actually have a tradition. Whenever there's a new Bungie game, that's the first person shooter comes out. The, the, the night of, we get the Midnight Cowboy, and we play the game as far as we can. All the Halo games, almost all the Halo games, we beat the day of. Yep. But Destiny had that same experience. We were up till. Oh, I was actually there for that one. There, our yeah, sun, yeah. The sun was up. That was great. No, we, did, we, we left about, we, we did about 12 hours. Yeah, 12 hours. We solid. went to Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hours. It, we, yeah, it was that great. was, and it, I enjoyed every moment. It, I, I was I was having a wild ride. So. I wasn't even playing, and I enjoyed it. And I got my money's worth. So yeah. I, I I wouldn't say, it would, I think that the marketing campaign was, could have been, if they tailored that, if they tailored the message differently, I think they may have had a different outcome than yeah. what we're feeling right now. Did they push the MMO aspect really hard? They pushed the story. Which was at least from, from a my real bad choice. And maybe, I, maybe I misinterpreted what I was looking at, and that's yeah. completely possible. From what, when I was looking at it and like what they were talking about, and I was I've been listening to some other people who were actually were part of 
uh, people that they brought in that were that were journalists. They said, "Hey, this is all. This is this gun's going to tell a story and how it got there." And yes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I've, I've heard some other people who actually had early access. They're like, you know, this is you know, this is what it's going to be. And then the result was a good game, but it wasn't the game that they were advertising. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a failure or not. We'll have to see how the game lives on for a little bit. I think. But well, do we want to limit the? Uh... The best, biggest disappointment to a game specifically, or the fact that every freaking console has well, except for the Wii U, has broken ass games well, that come out. I'm not. I'm not even saying. It, I don't even want to say there's a most shortcoming game. Right. I, just, I, I. I don't even. For me, I think. It, I think it's a controversial game. I'm not really ready to rule rule out because I had a good experience for it. So I, I'm a Destiny supporter, even though I don't play it. I'm on the side of the fence and say, hey, I think Destiny is doing something great and I think it's going to do the more greater things the longer it's an existence. And Destiny wasn't a broken ass game. No, it was. It survived launch. Yeah, it survived the launch. It was playable. We only got disconnected once early on and that was it. And I had yet to be disconnected after that. The multiplayer worked. The PvP worked out the box. Everything worked. I just, so for me, I'm on that side. But I do want to talk about some games that have been, definitely been labeled as a shortcomings for this year. Um, I want to talk about Watch Dogs real quick. I played Watch Dogs. Yeah, I played Watch Dogs. Yeah, did I? I didn't even pick it up. I <laughs> I played Great Frontier. Great Frontier. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I don't know if we will, no, no, no. but uh, Watch Dogs. I think we should. Okay, well, never mind. Then we won't go to it then. Uh, I at, initially, honestly, within fifteen minutes of playing Watch Dogs, uh, we'll say in the first hour, I was already like, oh, I'm not down for this. Like, uh, what was the other? What was the other open world game with the martial arts? Uh, Sleeping, Sleeping Dogs. Dogs. Sleeping yeah. Dogs did everything better than Watch Dogs did. With the Watch Dogs had a hacking mechanic, and they and both had it. dogs. They both had dogs. In the title, right oh my gosh! And they actually uh, Sleeping Dogs did a re-release. Could you hack a dog? If it was a watchdog. If it was a watchdog, <laughs> only if it had an ATM account. I That's right. Where do you swipe the card? It's a really bad you question. Stick it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely. It, it. That was a seal. I don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I didn't get to that part. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, Watchdogs. Within playing it, I thought, "Oh, this is cool. Oh, this is cool. This is interesting. Oh, the graphics are, you know, not as good as that demo, but graphics are still good. Okay, it's got some potential." And then it's like, why? Okay, it's a driving game like GTA. I have to get away. I have stealth mechanics while driving. Hmm. That's shut down the city. Yeah. All right. This is less. It, I I don't know. It just it felt like it didn't know what game it was. It felt like it was this fantastic. I was doing this incredibly detailed beta test for a really for a future great game. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things they could do great in the sequel. They were in, there was the, the problem was the, the polish wasn't there. Like, the main reason why I hyped some other games earlier was how well the mechanics played with each other. Mm-hmm. I felt as if when I was driving, I tried to implement, like, the, as you drive in the game, for those of us who haven't played it, uh, there's other hacking mechanics you can do, like change the lights in front of you, right. make things pop up and blow up things around you or whatever else. If you're driving and you're trying to implement those, they, they, they try to give you a notification but there's so much other stuff happening that it's. They, I don't think they do a good job at honing your focus down. Like, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm just I'm too. I played a lot of that game. I played over here. <laughs> I played like ten hours of that game before I put it down. Yeah. And I still at the end of that, I never felt like I really was when I was trying to escape. I never felt like I was doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now the combat, 
felt like GTA 4, mm -hmm. but with added elements. Now, those happy elements were great in that. Like, when you're in a room and you got all these things to play with, I had fun with that. Yeah. But those two did not. GTA 5, you you go from a car drive to cars to shooting to airplanes. See, there's, just, there's this natural flow that happens that they do such a very good job. And GTA is rock stars and guys can do, can really do that. Right. Um, but I didn't feel like that was... I. And then also the graphical elements you talked about. And then when they came out for PC, they dumbed it down. And you could unlock that with a simple config file. Did you get it for PC? I did not. No. I, uh, I eventually did get it for PS4, but I have not touched it. Really? <laughs> not at all. Gotcha. My, uh, that was the beginning of my disdain for Ubisoft hmm. and their practices this year. Well, let's just continue with the Ubisoft thing then. Assassin's Creed Unity. Woo! Such a great game. <laughs> if Pretty, it works. When it works. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody play it? No. In the room? <laughs> nope, me neither. Well, I got such a bad rap coming out the gate. You know, it was so and, broken. And let it be known, I, I played all the other Assassin's Creed. I was going to ask that. Who, uh, who played Black the previous Flag one? I played Black Flag. I, I played... Uh, that Brother. was four. I played Brother. I played every single Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, except Liberation. I didn't play that because like, I don't have a PSP. <laughs> I mean, a, a PS Vita, I think it was on. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, regardless, I have a PSP. Regardless of what it was, I didn't play Liberation. <laughs> but you weren't hankering for more Assassin's Creed. And then, yeah. No sexism here. I'm fine with playing as a woman. I just didn't play Liberation. Yeah, there you go. I. What was the main? What was your main decision point that made you say no, not the sun? It, it didn't look. It had nothing to do with the, the BS sexism controversy of the multiplayer. It had nothing to do with any of that. It was. Well, that's because you're sexist. I'm not going to talk about Gamergate. Yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Put my foot down. There's no Gamergate on this talk. It doesn't matter. No, it, it just, nothing seemed new. There, there seems to be nothing. The, the, what, what Assassin's Creed 3 did for me, well, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was 3, is it sort of gave you these side missions where you're on a pirate ship. Hmm. Freaking loved it. They said, you love that? How about more? <laughs> and they didn't screw it up. They didn't yeah. just, like, you know, throw out a little spin-off and, hey, now you're in a pirate ship all the time. Try to get on an island. Huh? Oh, fuck you. It, it's... Wait, are we cursing this part? Yeah, that's fine. Explanation. I just realized it's I dropped the first one. We just got our explicit tag. Uh, it... it, it they, they did it so great. I mean, they, they upped the graphics. They gave you a story. They gave you the gameplay you love from that right. without changing it, but just making it a little Sweet bit better enough. somehow, too. It's, it seems so much smoother. They did such an amazing job. And then this one, it was just sort of like, hey, did you like that? How about we go back to the old stuff and exactly. it's just Assassin's Creed? Wouldn't you like to do France? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that, if that's the case, then, that... They're inherently shooting themselves in the foot by serializing their Assassin's Creed, making it a yearly game. Yes. Even though yeah. they have multiple studios working on it, it doesn't. It seems like there's an exhaustion, a gameplay exhaustion. Well, still, still, yes. Game. Year, yearly games should not be. If you're going to have a yearly game, it, it's got to be something like Call of Duty, short little single player, reliable multiplayer that you can play the hell out of, and then be like, oh, cool, more stuff, and then play another one. This is meant to be open world, mm -hmm. it's not that replayable. Their multiplayer is fun, but it's... I I get tired of it. Sure. And I don't know, it just it, it's, it's not replayable. So, 
I think that's why they're they're doing the yearly thing to try to get people to keep playing. But sure, then and they make as much need, money as they possibly can. They just need to focus on fine tuning a nice big game and do it every couple years. Here's a, here's a problem with serializing, and I, I think even though people say, "Oh, Call of Duty's been the same game," it really I mean, if, if, if you look at the mechanics between the different studios, you I, it takes me usually three days to finally figure out where the melee range is now for a melee. I still haven't figured it out for the most recent one. It's, that, it's just a, it's a witchcraft. I can't figure out how to do it. Uh, I just feel like that, that game could, could do well to back off. And if the game's not ready, they don't ship it. I, 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 I they shouldn't. I know. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's leading straight into just like the Halo re-release, the collector's edition. I mean, that is just... They had that was an artificial timeline they put themselves on. So we need to get a game out in 2014 because we don't have our new Halo game ready. Mm. Well, I believe if I read correctly, they thought the game was ready, but whoever terrifying, (laughs) very terrifying. (laughs) From what I read, I could be wrong. It's the fact that whoever was in charge of the the online networking thing, Mm. they thought it was ready, and during their internal beta test. They thought it was ready, but then when you released it amongst these servers, yeah. that's where the error came. And the, they say there was no way to test this. Yeah, well, a beta. I played Halo Five beta today, yeah. and it works fine. Wow! So how how could they get Halo Five right just instantly, and then and completely botch up MCC? Well, I've so. seen a lot of gameplay for the, the Halo Two Master Collection. It seems like the only broken part of the game is the multiplayer, right? The matchmaking. Well, which, which is also a, at first it was everything. Yeah. It was everything. 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 Play single player, games. your progress would be completely erased after because every cloud saves. I, I, I assume. Which, no. Well, well, the thing is also to play multiplayer. How big is the download to even play multiplayer? Oh, oh right, it's like fifty gigs. I think I believe it was twenty gigs when I got. Yeah, I, the 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 developers was like around the fifty number. I think they got that way down, but it, which is which is another thing that I just they're shipping incomplete games now. I mean, well, put it on a second disc. Is it pressure because they thought that the Xbox One was doing so poorly in, in conjunction with the the PS4? Do you think that they were trying to rush no, it? I, I think they just simply botched it. Yeah, it's just I a mean, botch. They, they did not. See this coming out? All they were blindsided. So it wasn't that they rose too early. They chose to. They thought it was fun. Somehow, not knowing it was broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is the problem that I'm, I'm seeing with a lot of games. What was the other game? The, the driving game for the PS4 that's been Drive lost. Club. Drive Club. Drive Club is another. Rain, thing. rain physics. The rain physics are balling now that I see them, but I don't. But I don't understand how that impacts my. They servers. weren't on when the game released. Yeah, that was another we game where it's just. In. I would have rather seen that game not come out at all or be be put out in 2015. Absolutely. I would rather. In my mind, delaying the game is fine. That's but that's also something we were. Uh, I was talking with Brass Monkey about was the fact that another thing besides just games not. I think it's this this transition here between having this very simple. This is the simplest hardware developers ever had to build for. They're basically little PCs. Yeah, but the problem is they're not as powerful. Like the, usually, like when the PS2, you couldn't. The, the what was in that box was impressive. Mm. You know. And now, engine. and it's just crazy how much PC your my my PC that is several years old is still faster than the X than the Xbox One and PlayStation Four out the box, okay. And I'm not running crazy hardware, and I didn't yeah. spend an exorbitant amount of money on my on my PC at the time. Well, here's a question: If that's the case, if they are little PCs, do you think that with how little and the timing that they have to optimize these games, that they're making these games on PC hardware? And then finding once they try to run it on these little PCs that they thought were going to be so easy to program for, 
they're just running into complete walls when it comes to optimization. You know, I, I think what's really happening here is that there's it's more the artificial timeline. I mean, a lot of games are just chosen to delay. I mean, we talked about how many games have been delayed that were big games for us. Oh yeah. God! I mean, so, uh, Batman, uh, Witcher Three. Yeah. Uh, it just, just Bloodborne so was delayed too, right? Mm, I don't. I'm not sure. The Order sixteen. The Order that was delayed a little bit. Yeah, just pushed back. The we're we're entering a new level of game design now. When it, we just said the AAA is really crazy. Look at the budgets for them, and I don't think that there is been a focus at least at the executive level to put a priority on the last the last stage which is bug crunching and stability i think that there needs to i think they need to devote a lot more capital and time and budget and resources to that which doesn't it doesn't exist anymore it's not anything you know and i i mean it's it's very interesting to just to see that this is a this is a trend for this year hopefully it's growing i think a bit more of a growing pains these are stretch marks. Yeah. <laughs> These well, games are all so. stretch marks. Because, I mean, there are games that come out and do a good job mechanically. Going back to Destiny, <laughs> which is a new game. They, they they were building it for next-gen console. And they've also, nobody even really talks about this, but they also are running on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, which is a feat in itself. And it looks pretty really good. good yeah. yeah, so I just, I think that I'd rather have a Destiny where it actually works. Exactly. I mean, well, it's kind of scary because I hope that their stretch, their stretch marks are growing pains because this kind of thing uh, that happened in the '80s, the game crash or whatever. I mean, it's basically happened because of Atari. Cons- well, it basically had different opinion on that. I'm well, sorry. it basically yeah, because Atari didn't uh, certify any of the product that that was coming out on the system. There was a lot of shovelware being being shoved out, and the, the market got completely flooded. They lost consumer. Uh, consumer faith, right? Yeah, exactly. And then and then it, because it destroyed of that. the home video game but, console. But the problem is, there wasn't the internet as it is now, which right. I, which I think is something that I think if it, we didn't have the internet, it could definitely happen again. But I think that 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 won't. Thank God that won't happen again. But something that really is just terrifying is the fact that I mean, look at all the different pre-release games. But well, actually, before I do that, there's another game that came out recently that did a good job. Mm-hmm. The new Far Cry game, outstanding game. Yeah. Like. Uh, like everybody that I've seen play that game has said nothing but positive reviews about that. It's been a great experience, and that runs out of the box. Good. It was kind of an easy, not easy thing for them, but it is kind of a Far Cry Three iteration. Yeah. As well, they're they're not making that many departures from that formula. But were they with still... Assassin's Creed Unity? Well, I don't know. I was talking about Far Cry Three. Well, I'm saying, you know, as far as you know, Assassin's Creed Unity, in my opinion, they didn't really. Do anything, do, do anything new well, as well. There's that, but there's also it was a departure in the fact that Black Flag was such this this departure in itself, and they went back to their old formula, and it was probably because they had to iterate the games. They were like, we got to get a new one out every year, and so they had less just, to do exactly. You know, and they still do. And they about. had they disappointed people thoroughly. But with Far Cry Three, and this is not a or Far Cry Four, it's not a knock against them. They were able to iterate successfully. I mean, one of the most successful companies are the ones that iterate every year, Apple and Google and all those kind of things. They are able to make a product, you know, in some small amount better, but still sell it and still capitalize on the fact that it's a good product in itself. Right. But they do it successfully. Right. Well, the thing is, is, is not just the AAA titles that are sort of, that are dealing with this. Look at the Kickstarters that have failed with, uh, what was the company that uh, put out Psychonauts? 
and they did that space sim. It wasn't Telltale. It was Double Fine. Double, Double Fine. Fine. Is yeah. that and that, that space thing? That space sim that they just canned. And like, we're not. We're ready to move on, and they didn't even re, like live up to their to their standards. And the fact there's so many pre-release games that have shut down. Rust, how, Rust is a big point. Yeah. yeah. And then the Steam in the Steam Greenlight right now with the fact Steam's trying to fix the problem, but there's there was a lot of shovelware this year that just came out that was just not. They modified their terms of service yeah. and their, their policy. That's precisely why I will not buy a game that is not released. And, and it's will you pre-order? Stay. Pre-order? Yes. That's a big one. You're buying a game that isn't released. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my only thought here. Well, that is true, but with. With indies, you, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. There are companies like Telltale. I assume they're an indie. Um, you, you know what they're capable of. They have a history behind them. With AAA games, you have uh, EA, you have UBI Soft, which completely lost my faith. Right. I will never be pre-ordering a UBI Soft game. <laughs> but there's also uh, companies like Bungie. You know, you know when you buy the game, you're not going to get a broken game. But then you, you have, have a Twitter, so you can't be flamed right now. But, it goes <laughs> <laughs> but then you have the case of three, four, three industries. They did, I think, okay with Halo Four, and they completely botched Halo Master Chief Collection. Right? Who could have saw that coming? Yeah. So I mean, well, there's. I, I give. I give. The AAA developers a little bit more leeway in that because I, I know what their history has been. Now, if they have a string of releases that are just simply bugged to hell and back, mm-hmm. then, then then I will change my tune on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's different than just a mediocre game. Yeah, I just that's, that's just careless. The only game I pre-order right now is probably The Witcher Three. Honestly, at this point. Because you know why? Because they're actually giving you a discount on the game if you own the other two. I mean, <laughs> it's, it, 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 it is only it's pure out of just saving money. I like the pre-order bonuses and stuff do not excite me anymore, yeah. especially when I'm when I'm as a chance when I know that within a couple of hours of the game coming up, I can watch a YouTuber or a Twitch player stream the game and really see what the real McCoy is. I, I'm just I'm this year really be kind of spooked me in that way. Well, early access is double-edged sword. Because there are all the there is all the shovelware that's being put out, and it's a problem. But even with good games, early access can be a hindrance. I know that uh, Starbound, to me, was a great early access game. I ended up playing a hundred hours of Starbound before. I mean, I think it's still in early access. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're yeah they're 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 still there. A major patch is coming in February. But I burnt out on Starbound before the game even came out. Yeah, and and you're not even be able to have the full experience. Exactly. So. They have to figure out how to do early. I don't want early access to go away mm-hmm. because, I mean, the first real success for early access that I know of is Minecraft. And I played Minecraft about as early as someone could have played Minecraft. Same I here. got the alpha probably six months after it came out. Right. And I'm sorry, good. Well, I was just going to say that Minecraft is pretty much, from what I can tell, the model for early access release of all these games. And Minecraft was so more different because you tell your own story in Minecraft. There's, there's not a, a content that you exhaust. No playthroughs. Exactly. So whether it be a solution where you just treat early access as a demo, I mean, obviously some of these, especially indie companies, need the revenue to be able to keep going and to make the game as, as, as well as they can. But it's just, like I said, early access is a double-edged sword. You have to 
and you can't be played too fast and loose. Well, I think and that's, that should be the responsibility of the developers for the early access, not to advertise as, hey, look how cool our game is, but, hey, this is an early version, might not work. I mean, I, I don't remember what game it was, but there was a game uh, during the Steam Christmas sale mm. where it was an early access game, and on the front page of the game it says, do not buy this game for your friends for Christmas. Right. This is an early access game. It is incomplete. It could crash. Right on the front saying, hey, don't buy it for your friends. Mm-hmm. It's bold, but it's... Responsible. It's responsible. You, I mean, and, and when you tell me that up front, that makes me a whole lot more interested in seeing what you got. Currently, I have kickstarted two video games over almost a year now that have not come out. Yeah. But I've been... You did it on Star Citizen? I did. Yeah, yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I did. I'm excited. I, did. No, I got in on two games that no one's ever heard of, Balram and Scale. Hmm. And they both look like incredible games. I've gotten the links to the betas and the alphas. I've been following the progress to see, you know, uh, scale. It was an incredible looking game. They showed gameplay. And it was really interesting to see their process through. Here they are developing this game slowly as an indie developer. And to see that because they're going slower than most, they developed this entire game around this engine. Then the new Unity engine came out, and they said, man, that works so much smoother, but we have to start over on a lot of coding. Right. And really talk to the people that Kickstarter, like, hey, honestly, we feel that you'd have a better experience in Unity in the new Unity system, mm-hmm. but if you really want this game now, we, we will absolutely continue on with what we're doing. And the feedback was, no, no, take your time. Do what nice. you got to do. What do you need from us? It was nothing but positive impact, and it, it's just because they were open with the fact that, hey, it, I, I don't think it's going to be the best. <laughs> we could probably do better here. There were very the, the communication was there. I think early access games actually have that advantage because they can communicate, they can ask questions, get answers, and, and have people influence the development rather than here's a game. Oh, it's broken. Tell us how to fix it. We can we can help them fix it right from the start. Yeah, and it's like the 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 game that I kickstarted. It was like I've seen games on there. It's like, hey, I'm a guy and I want to ride a dragon. You should give me tons of money. You know, I've seen those kickstarters. I've also seen kickstarters where they actually give you here is a beta model. I mean, here's a, not a beta. Here's a prototype that we have working here. Yeah. Here's actually something we we know what we're doing here. We just need to get we need to get. The rest of the way with it. Sure. I think that's just, it comes down to smart consumerism. I mean, buyer beware is something I think needs to be very popular again. Sure, absolutely. You People know, actually take responsibility for purchases. Oh, you're speaking my language right now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I think that that's going to be a lesson that hopefully people will be learning this year. I think that's a lesson people are learning this year is to really yeah. just. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned, I learned, oh, and Halo Master Chief Collection has completely changed the way I look at games. I will pre-order, but I'm not going to pre-order, you know, without a second thought anymore. Right. That's for sure. Well, one of the most interesting things that have come up, especially really lately in developer community relations, is a game called iDart. Have you guys ever heard of iDart? No. It stands for I Drew a Red Box. And it came out of, from what I understand, I could be wrong, but it came out of some of these game jam sessions that they've been having. Oh, yeah, yeah. Developers have 48 hours or a week to make a game, and they just mm-hmm. do it for fun and try to innovate. Well, this guy uses Twitter feed, and he's like, well, I drew a red box. What should I do with this in-game? In 
and he took his answers and the hashtag I whatever it was iDart and they just added to this game part by part and everything and now it has turned into one of the coolest most integrated with the internet Twitter games and all that kind of stuff integrated Twitter in the game all it is is little boxes little guys and you jump around and it's like a local multiplayer game and uh, you throw a ball into a hoop into mm-hmm. a net and it's got these crazy things like you can uh, you can send a hashtag with a specific uh, code or whatever that the game recognizes mm-hmm. and it's like a cheat code for the game They'll have like flashing lights and everything. I've seen this game. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a really good it's game. It's one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen. And it's just, it, it all started with I drew a red box. It's amazing. Mm. And the way that they have taken crowdsourcing uh, and integrated it with style and with, you know, excellence, and as far as that goes, is really, really interesting. And I hope that, that the developers kind of catch on to that kind of way of thinking. Well, you kind of led me right into what I want to start talking about next is actually because we kind of talked about kind of the dreary stuff, which I'm not really a big fan of doing, but we needed to do it because there's a lot of crud. I love it. But <laughs> I was really, so there's a lot of games like they were actually surprising as surprises for me this year that really kind of lit me up. I think the biggest one I want to talk about, uh, we'll go through a couple of I know of what I want to talk about. Go for Titanfall. It. I okay. love Titanfall. Okay. You love Titanfall. I'll explain why. There, this is a game that, it was mired by a couple of things. Number one, it was Microsoft exclusive. If you look at who the developers are, the pedigree, it appears to be a game. Number one, the game is amazing. It's fun. It's. I was under the impression that was their first effort, the developers. No, these guys are the ones who made the original Call of Duty. Oh, okay. Yeah, these guys are like, they're hyper, hyper quality there. Like the, the, these are the creme de la creme developers here that are coming out. But, but. No whispering. No whispering. What are you saying? I, I was trying to remember their names. I just, <laughs> but they are nameless. They work for Microsoft. They sit in a queue. No, here's the thing. They only said that the first game is going to be Microsoft exclusive. I think what they did was they were given. They were in a situation where, hey, kind of like similar with Bayonetta. Bayonetta was didn't was able to find an audience. Nintendo gave them a chunk of cash to say, "Come to our system." Right. That's exactly what I see happening here. And they produced a model of a game that I am so excited for. It could literally be. It could. It's the only first person shooter I've played including Destiny and everything else, that I could see rising up to and being equal to Call of Duty. I think it has that much power, just how much is dip, such little things they do differently to make it a better experience. Yeah, I can't like see. Traversal is an important part of Titanfall. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't, I can't wait to see what they do when they actually make a full game. Yeah, because it's not multiplayer, almost almost multiplayer. I'm okay with that, though. I I think with the amount of money they probably had to work with and what the tools they had as a new studio, they said, okay, we could do a crappy single play. No one's going to play or we pump everything into this. We make this a tech demo. Even though we're stuck with Microsoft, who cares? They're going to give us X amount of many dollars for whatever the statistics are, what would have sold on Sony. Let's make this game and make a name for ourselves. And so seeing that, number one, it was a good game. Mission accomplished. Oh, I'm so excited. That was the biggest <laughs> surprise. When I played that game and I played it in beta, I was like, this is magic. I mean, I don't even think Call of Duty does a good enough job as what Titanfall did, especially with the mech elements and how it just changes up the, the dynamics. Oh, really looking forward to what they could do with that. There's so many little things as you play it, like, oh, if they had more time and they expanded on any one of these different systems, it could be, you could, oh, it could be so exciting. So I think they'll, do, I think they will do a single player next time, but. 
Anyways, that's my big surprise game of the year. Big surprise. We'll go. It sounds like you have a game you want to talk about. Zero. Well, I did. I had an idea, and it's not going to be a popular one as far as surprises go. And just for you, I don't know if Bayonetta two is going to be mentioned at all. But that's an audible mention. I didn't play it first. Well, I did play it first. I didn't know. We played it. We played it first. Again, my console lessness is is a hindrance here. But that was probably and Bayonetta two is not my pick. But I just wanted to make sure it was mentioned. Oh, there, there, but, there's no tier thing. This is just no, I've got all the games I want to talk about too. But right. So for me, with being with the, the the most games that I play are local multiplayer games and mm-hmm. those retro games, all that kind of stuff. But a game called Mount Your Friends came out in 2013. 13 did it? Yes. Well, originally, but okay, good. Well, your biggest surprise game of this year. It doesn't have to yeah. be. It's just true. Out. It's just fine. Right. <laughs> because I want to talk about it. Because from what I understand, <laughs> it was originally like on Xbox Arcade or Xbox Live. Right. And they ported it to PC, or they, they got more money because it was so good that they actually started to to, to, uh, to shovel it out or to deli whatever word I was trying to say out to uh, to multiple platforms. But that is one game. It is the simplest concept. It has so much just personality, and yeah, it's the funnest thing. All you do is you have your each limb represents a button, and you can control yourself with your your analog stick. You hold down the button you want to to let go, and you fling yourself around. You grab onto a goat. I mean, it's or a goat. Or, or a dog. dog. Well, I was getting to that. That was one of the interesting things. And you literally <laughs> of just, of no. course, no. you literally <laughs> just stack your little men up and you can play up to 10 players at once. And uh, I'm it's terrible got, at this game. It's got just good physics, tight, fun to play. And one of the coolest things that I don't think people know is that you can do custom characters. Ooh, I didn't know that. So you can skin uh, faces onto each guy. And uh, have that for a specific player. I would rather have not known that. You know that now. So, <laughs> oh yes, the, it's just it's just a, an upside down face for you. Yeah. Of yourself. <laughs> Wonderful party game. There's so many tricks that you can do it. It's physics based and, and it's really tight. So I was uh, I was very surprised with uh, how much I enjoyed. I that played game. a lot of that game with you. It's yeah. so good. Base, what do you got? My surprising game of the year, and it may not have to be one. I'm just. Would have to be Warlords of Draenor. Not and that's fine. I can agree with that. Very simply, is I did not expect the World of Warcraft team to come up with something that to completely change WoW and make it so fresh. There, there's of course they had the launch issues, but they completely changed WoW's formula. It's dense. Yeah. In a good way. I can't stop playing it. Yeah. <laughs> How many games day, uh, games days played Fudge? Days oh, played. I, I checked on my uh, Death Knight recently. Might not want to admit. <laughs> 120 days. <laughs> and that's that's real that's days. Lord, Lord, kill me now. <laughs> that is one character. Uh, one character. That's not total time played. No. <laughs> the, the audio can't pick up the blank look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> No. Imagine that time in Destiny when you get accomplished. Oh, um, that'd be great. That'd be great. That'd that's be amazing. Awesome. It's always frightening when a game counts your time in days instead of hours. And not in-game days. Those are real days. Yeah. The sad part is the Death Knight was not always my main. No. Yeah, <laughs> you started in the 55 as well. Yeah. Well, my, my surprise game is... I don't really know if it can be taken as a surprise. To me, it was... Uh, it was also my runner-up for Game of the Year was Infamous Second Son. Nice. I... A good perspective. I, good I played the other two, and I said, "Hey, another infamous. This is going to be great. I'm going to have a good time, just like the other ones." And then it blew me away with the graphics, the gameplay, the story, everything about it. 
completely like, oh shit, this is this isn't just another game. This is everything I wanted and more. I mean, it was a real surprise in how good that game was. Can, can I give you something? I just realized this. I I, I lied earlier. I the only game that I beat this year was Infamous, and I beat it twice. <laughs> I played both endings yeah. to the end, both. I just realized I completely forgot that I, I wasn't even that. a fan of the Infamous series. I, I picked up Second Son. Oh, best one of the best. One oh my gosh, done. I'm so and they, and it, it's a very pretty game. Oh, beautiful. So oh beautiful. one thing that impressed me as someone who doesn't play console games almost ever is that there is some benefit that console game makers and developers have to where they focus, because their machines aren't so powerful, they focus on animation mm-hmm. a whole lot more than some PC developers do. That game is so fluid and so pretty, and I mean, mm-hmm. doesn't rely on just lens flares to, yeah. to, to get its point across visually. The art style for that game and how much time they've spent on the animations and making everything look just beautiful. Right. I love when they do things like how Naughty Dog always has in their Uncharted games. In, in, in any game you walk by, say you're just walking down a pathway and you're walking along the wall and you go and turn the corner, you're done. In Uncharted, you're walking along the wall and sometimes you get a little close to the wall and he puts his hand up and yeah. rubs it against the wall, sort of pushes himself back. Was in or, Last of Us was Last of, I mean, the remaster, they the, do a lot of that. Just the simple animations like that. Mm-hmm. It, I, I love the, the fluid movement of it and Infamous did that exact same thing. You know, what, what he reacted differently, moved differently when he's climbing over different surfaces. It, it, they, the animations were incredible. I watched a technical short on how much they were, how they were able to do that so well. And the major component was how the how sensitive the new controllers are mm-hmm. from the zero access point. Usually, the amount of time it takes in milliseconds for you pushing against the controller for it to recognize and send a signal to the brain yeah. uh, of the system was is so much higher that they can do minute differences to where he can just start to run and if you if you jank around he'll plant if you watch he plants his foot down and then takes off the other direction it's that precise yeah. able to get to and that you're right those little details really make this game where you feel like I'm embodying this avatar this is me yeah. in this world I'm in a third I'm not even a first person view I'm in a third person view yeah. so I'm just neon lights so we get third person view and the first person the, neon. the GTA re-release where they added first person mode Wow. I'm waiting for that. I well, still want to play it on PC. Well, it's coming January. out when, January, February. January. Really? January. Good. Well, I'm excited. I really want it. I played it on the new console, and that is the combat is fun. They redid like everything down to where, like, when you're in the car, on the radio dashboard, all everything more, even in the plane. Like, I even, because I, 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 I'm in aviation, so <laughs> yeah. I, I see everything that on the cockpit, everything is working as it should be. And then when you're driving, whatever songs on the radio is playing on the dashboard. So you can, it's just that level of detail. They fully modeled all of the, the interior yeah. of the cars. Which is just insane. Yeah. So that's just, that's just a big surprise. Like, and, I wasn't expecting that. And how when you wear sunglasses, depending on the shade of sunglasses, affects what you see on the I screen. I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, if you put on different like polarized lenses or whatever, it actually changes the tint of, the, of everything. They're wizards, Harry. Yeah. Larry Barry. They've been doing it for a long time. I've got yeah. every GTA game, major GTA release on my computer. Mm-hmm. It's the best. The only other thing that I want to talk about is a game I just... I knew it was out. I haven't got a chance to play it until literally, I think it was yesterday. Divinity Original Sin. Mm. That's magic. <laughs> that is... What kind of game is this? It is like... I've heard of it a It lot. is a mixture between Baldur's Gate 2 and Kotar. Interesting. But with a level of detail in the game, like... It, it, is, it is like Baldur's Gate 2 level of detail, where you will miss entire elements of the game if you don't have a certain spec. Or mm. a certain... From the beginning of the onset of the game. 
Is it play? Do you ever play Dragon Age at all? Inquisition? Yeah, I play Dragon Age. It's completely different than that. It's it, it is an isometric view. Pause the gameplay. Well, only only, only the, uh, the, the 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 gameplay goes turn based once you get into a combat scenario. Very similar to how D and D works, or right. essentially how Kotar works, where right. everything is fluid until you can do all your action rolls. Like XCOM. Um, no, it literally literally it's 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 if you played uh, Icewind Dale two, mm. plays very similar to that as well, but. Um, but yeah, this this game is just I'm just so impressed with it right now. That's what I'm playing right now. Uh, I and um, a Sojin are playing that together, and yeah. it's just it's just baller. It's so good, and the amount of classes and like, it, it's just exceptional. So, hmm. any other crazy surprises before we kind of do a well, Bayonetta two. Bayonetta I'd like to talk about a little absolutely. bit. That was and talk about rising from the ashes. Like Bayonetta, the original game uh, was kind of I don't know if it had a cult following, but it was definitely uh, well loved. Yeah, uh, and the fact that they can release a sequel, uh, Nintendo bailing them out, the least likely of any company that I would assume kind of bails out, especially a game like that that has you know risque exactly themes and is all about killing and shooting and all that kind of stuff, and they just knocked that apart. It's 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 a really fantastic game, and, and I, I did play the first one, and it was a long time ago, and the fact that you know the little detail of the fact that. They gave us this new game. It's amazing. And then for people who didn't play it or don't remember, it includes on a separate disc the copy of the first game. Yeah. Just, what? Just for the hell of it. Yeah, there's another disc. Really? In there. Yeah, they give you the first game. That's exceptional. Yeah, that's crazy. Makes you want to buy the game. <laughs> and it's, in the second one, it's just so... I, I, I know it's been compared a lot to Devil May Cry and, and, and that type of game, that third-person button-mashing sure. combo. But... I never Devil May Cry took a lot for me to get into it, and this one it just feels so, so fun. I mean, it's essentially just a series of boss fights with playing as a woman with almost no clothes on. (laughs) It's what I dream of being. Right, (laughs) I get to play this game. From what I understand, a lot of the combat is focusing on dodging. There is, yes. Yeah. So once you dodge, you can focus on either doing that and not getting hit, and it It, powers you up somehow. Yeah, it feels like. Gonna say like seventy five percent of the combat is dodging and and countering. Uh, if you go just balls out button mashing, you'll die almost right away. Balls out button mashing. Well, another aspect of the game: the graphics. Oh, for on Wii U hardware. Wii U, yeah. I don't know how they did it. Did I, they pull off anti aliasing? I gotta tell you this. <laughs> As another surprise, I don't think any game does. Anything. How good Mario Kart? I'm, I, we're gonna stay on Bayonetta, but it's how good Mario Kart and and the new Smash Brothers game are, or how they're running. I don't know how they're doing that on the Wii U. Even Pikmin yeah. Three. Look, oh, absolutely. Oh, I don't know how they're doing this. This is Black Magic. Anyways, back to Bayonetta. No, I, it, I was just gonna comment on the graphics again. Just that they really they're able to pull off this this epic God of War scale game that I did not expect to see on a Wii U. Right. I mean, I. I expected, I, I guess I expected to be surprised, if that's the way of saying it, by the profanity and, and the mature elements. <laughs> I was like, well, it's going to be... the cross a, shots. Yes, it's the cross <laughs> shots. Uh, I, I, ex, I expected to be like, oh, wow, they did that. But the, the graphics is what really, they, they, sort of, they blew me away, which I should have seen it coming, because like you said, I mean... Mario Kart was great. Smash Brothers is great. Pikmin Three looks great. They're they're doing a really good job on this console that everyone has dismissed as underpowered. 
I, th- I think the Wii U, by the end of its lifetime, and, and as it gets into the past, people are going to see it just like the GameCube. <coughs> a library of amazing games Love that no game one's game. played. Yeah. Very well, simple. It goes to show the graphics on everything. You can't... Mm-hmm. I mean, people are talking about pixels and freaking 1080p and 60 frames. That's great. Those pretty games are great. If you want that, get a PC. Yeah. I mean, the gameplay is paramount. Even the, the amount that I like writing and story... I realize in video games that gameplay and gameplay mechanics are the most important things about the to game. To play into your point, gameplay is the only thing that kept me playing Destiny for as long as I did. I'm more concerned about gameplay than about story at this yeah. point. Yeah. I think it, it, fun comes it paramount. It pains me to say, because I love story and I love writing and I love dialogue, but I mean, game, games are an interactive medium. And yeah. If you want story, if you want writing, read a book or watch a movie. Read a book. Read a book. Yeah, read a book. <laughs> I'll watch a movie. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yes, so that's what you do. This is that's the one thing inherently. I've said inherently a lot, but uh, that is unique yeah. to video games is that they're interactive. So mm-hmm. that is the most important part of it, is how you interact with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're at the end of this thing here. I want. I have one question I want to throw out to the room. It's a two part question. We'll go in the room and then we'll do our exits here. Um, if you only had one, out of all the games that were released today, and I mean this year, 2014, if you had to have only one game you played and one game you could recommend to someone else to play, what would those be? Those can be exclusive or the same thing. I'll go to my left. Uh, Grass Monkey, uh, Funky Monkey. I mean, so a game that... If you only could play one game... If I could only play one game... From this year... All. And then also recommend to someone else? Or, or, or any other... You don't have to... You can recommend a game for anyone else to play. I, well, I mean, broken record here, I'm going to say Destiny. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I could do in that to just sit there and play. Yeah. And then for recommending to someone, I would say Infamous Second Son, just cool. because it, it highlights fantastic gameplay and the graphic capabilities of the PS4. Interesting. Bass X. For a game that I would, only one game. Mm. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers, just for so, how much you can do in the game. Uh, to recommend, I would infamous really? for sure. Gotcha. Zero Z. Well, that's unfortunate because I wanted to say Smash Brothers as well. It's fine. <laughs> if I only had to play one game for an entire year, that would be the game that I would choose. They put so much in that game. Oh my god! You just—it's infinite replay, infinitely replay. There's so many different modes I didn't even touch yet. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. If you had to recommend it, I recommend because it seems like you would be an ambassador to these people if you're recommending yeah. a game to someone that doesn't play a lot of games. You are the game ambassador. Uh, game ambassador, baby. <laughs> Yikes, that's hard to say. I would like to say Last of Us, but it came out last year. That is one of the best cinematic. You sure you don't want to say any iOS games? I wouldn't recommend playing Brave Frontier anyone in seconds. There's something wrong with me when yeah. I play that game. And it's it's not twitchy, but what is it? It's ca- it's super casual. Well, no, Brave Frontier's not casual, but a lot of iOS games are, are somewhat casual. If I can recommend recommend a game to someone else to play, I mean handheld or your 3ds. These are oh, that's rough. Go broad. Something that's indicative of video games, sort of like a a treaty. To the outside world. I already got mine. It's, it's really, it's not easy for me because I don't play a lot of uh, recent games unless they're on PC. Well, do you, it, it can also yeah, just be You just make a smash? I mean, no, because yeah. there's not, there, there's a learning curve to that. Yeah. 
It's pretty to easy. really play to play it like we do. This yeah. is freaking enormous. Right? I would definitely say for me, it's Smash. As the, if I had to play one game out of here, because just how much I'm getting out of it right now. I've had to recommend a game to someone, probably Shadow Mordor. That's a good choice. It's just so easy to walk into. You can you can understand how you can really you feel powerful in that game very early on, and you can the game even kind of can be toned down for even if you're not that good of a player, you could walk in and have a good time. And if you're really good as a player, you can really enjoy. It. It's a great game to recommend. I want to say there's there's so many games that I want to say that came out like a long time ago. Yeah, I know. That's why it's so that's what's like really Bastion challenging. would be a perfect game to, to to recommend to someone that doesn't play a whole lot yeah. of video games because there's not that much. Of, well, I'm just saying that if you had it doesn't have to be, you can recommend it to anybody. It doesn't have to be a new entry, oh, new point of entry. Or if it is, I mean, say say I just you know, hey man, I just upgraded my my PC. Yeah. And I'm ready. It turned into a gaming PC. Skyrim. What should I? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because that's way. Yeah, old. that's there's a learning curve that's so pretty. It's so so pretty. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one but okay. to recommend. I don't, I don't know. Gotcha. Well, then we're wrapping up here. I think uh, we, we kind of talked. About, I had a point here for lessons learned. I already talked about it. Um, Any other games? That you want well, one to thing I do want to talk about: what do we, what do we think about the re-release? These re-releases that we're doing. I'm, I'm okay with it. I think that there's some games that need to be archived. Um, especially seeing as one of us had not played The Last of Us and. Oh, and, and He's good. He's now playing. It, I think it is, a, is so necessary for them to release certain games. Lots of us is an important game, it, especially look at it especially if you're not going to have backwards compatibility. Which I assume the console makers, uh, Sony, Microsoft, they didn't do that because they wanted to make money off of re-releases. Now, now that their PC base, it'd be easier for them. To do that. Well, I think Absolutely. I think we got two console cycles, less than two console cycles up before it's all going to be a Cloud. box. Yeah, but continue. Uh, it's so necessary because Last of Us is is a prime example. I missed that on PS3 because the new consoles were coming out, and at that time I was being an idiot and not buying Last of Us. So I, I I missed it with the re-release of, of uh, remastered. I get to play this now. And, and with extra stuff, I, I think the biggest, uh, actual, the biggest support of it is the new GTA. I think Absolutely, that, I think that's a big thing. So, I, I, anybody please. disagree? No, not with that. Yeah. I would like to yeah. listen to it. We have one man. Do you want to man anything about the man? Or are you just a man? GTA, it's I. Keep doing what you're doing, Rockstar. You, you're doing good games. I'll play them eventually. <laughs> Release them on PC faster. There you go. I mean, it, yeah, that's that's a whole other podcast. Well, with you, we'll go out goodbye with uh, with uh, Brass Monkey. Do you have a Twitter? Do you tweet the deets? I, I do tweet the deets. Uh, How can they find you? Some deets. Oh, Brass Monkey's pretty much the way. It's B-R- your Instagrams. B R S S M N K Y. I ain't got time for vowels. Gotcha. <laughs> Going over to the room, we have uh, BaseX, who doesn't have Twitter, not yet. No Twitter. When not, he, yet. not on when Twitter. He, when he does. Not on Twitter, but you can also go. You can also find him on Twitch, though, can't you? I believe so, yes. At twitch.com slash BaseX. BaseHunter triple X. Yeah. Gotcha. Do it dirty. All right. And Zerma Z. I would just also like to mention Gang Beasts and uh, Lethal League. Okay. Please play those games. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a Twitter and an Instagram, so I have Zerma Z. Cool. And uh, as always, Bathurst.com for me and at Bathurst at Twitter. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Bunk the monkey. Come here. <laughs> <laughs>